For the first time in forever, LeBron James is going to be autographing significant basketball cards for upcoming Topps releases. Is this the biggest news to happen in autographs in the last 20 years? In fact, is this maybe the biggest thing to happen in basketball cards in the last 20 years? What kind of boost will this give to the basketball card market? We'll tell you all about it now. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome to another episode of Cards on the Table. And today, we are Team Owen. Teapot's Team Owen. Doug is Team Owen. And guys, we are Team Owen because Owen is a young collector who I have met. Wonderful, wonderful kid. Met him at the Dallas Card Show. Met him at the National. You may have seen him before if you've been at any of these big card shows and unfortunately, he was in a real tragic car accident a number of weeks ago. He was in a coma for a long time, but Owen is now awake, he's responsive, he's interacting, and he's watching our content and other shows on YouTube. So we are rooting for Owen's full recovery, and we are Team Owen. From here on out, Owen, get well soon. And there's big news in the sports card world as well. LeBron James autos. This is something we got to talk about and dive into today because Darren Rovell broke some news earlier this week that LeBron James is now going to be signing for tops. And in fact, there was an image of a, of a LeBron James and a Bronny James dual autograph, one of one card that could be coming soon. Now, we don't know details about this. And, you know, tops and fanatics have not officially confirmed anything, but there have been rumors of this happening for a while because LeBron James was actually removed from Upper Deck's website a number of months ago where he previously was listed as one of their exclusive signers. And now we're seeing images of him potentially signing Topps cards and it seems to be trending in that direction. There's also, of course, rumors that Topps is going to have basketball cards in the, in the not-too-distant future. That was reported earlier this year by an NBA beat reporter. So could this mean... We see LeBron autos on Topps Chrome cards and other sets of significance in the months ahead. What does this mean? What does this mean for the basketball card market? t I'm going to start with you today. I think this is kind of a big deal. I mean, I was surprised when I saw that. At first, I was like, wait, how? What? How? And I knew I'd seen the news about Upper Deck. You guys know I'm not a LeBron fan, but I understand plenty of people are. He's obviously one of the greatest of all time. Uh, what's interesting to me is that Bronny is not one of the greatest of all time. He <laughs> happens to be the son of one of the greatest of all time. He's pretty good from what I understand. People kind of put him th top 30, top 40 in the U.S. As ter in terms of young prospects. Uh, but we don't even know for sure what type of career he can have between skill and the cardiac issue. And obviously everybody's hoping that that is a non-issue going forward. Um, you know, does that mean he's going to play in the NBA? There's a lot of uncertainty around this. Now, with that being said... I think there's going to be a lot of hype around this. Either way, there already is a lot of hype around it. There's already a lot of hype around Bronny's uh, McDonald's All-American auto that came out, right? So if you're looking in the short term, the near term, not too distant future, there's probably opportunity here. With this type of card, it's going to be very popular. Long term, I don't know how it's going to play out. I wouldn't bank on it. Do I think it's like one of the biggest autos you know, of all time? I think it would be insane if we got a Jordan and LeBron dual auto coming out sometime soon. If we got a LeBron and Steph dual auto, I'd even be, be cool more one. excited about yeah. like 
yeah, I, I, they already have these, but I'm more excited personally about like a Giannis and Jokic auto. But if you're talking LeBron, there's a lot of actual all-time greats. Obviously, it's a cool story with his son. Um, some people are going to be really big about that. For me, I wouldn't be interested, but I do think there's short-term potential. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Are you excited, Doug? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what he said, essentially. Uh, it, this is kind of a big deal. Um, this card in particular, not certainly not one of the bigger autos in the last 20 years, and partly because of what you said. It's got Bronny James on it. No offense there, but I'm not sure that he's an NBA player. Maybe he shapes up that way, but it doesn't look like it currently. His younger son, Bryce, is actually the better prospect. I'd rather have a LeBron Bryce auto. Um, but what this does potentially mean is maybe LeBron Lakers autos will be de coming down the pipeline, some standalone LeBron Lakers autos. That's a much bigger deal to me uh, going forward than this particular car, but this does signal good things to come. You know, recently we've talked about what can save the basketball card market. Well, is it Wimbenyama? Does he save it? Likely there's no individual single thing that saves it, but an accumulation of things like Wimbenyama's rookie year, like LeBron Otto's coming back out or shifting to Topps Chrome basketball. There's, you know, it's probably going to be a culmination of things, and this is a very good piece to that puzzle. So I do think the buzz around this, the hype that's going to be around that product is very good for the basketball market in general, and I think that's one of the things that will kind of see the market stabilize in my eyes. I think both of you make very, very excellent points on this. I know part of Tops and Fanatic's strategy is to have a chase element in every set they put out. And we're yep. seeing things like, for example, Tom Brady autos on Montreal Expos yep. cards, you know, coming out later this year in Bowman Draft when that product. So that all of a sudden takes Bowman Draft and now gives it this massive chase yep. that it has Tom Brady autos in it. So I imagine that Topps is going to find a way to use these LeBron autos in the future, in future releases, to give those releases some absolutely, unbelievably spectacular chase cards. And I think it's a really smart strategy. I think every new release having one type of chase that people are going after, whether it's the MLB debut patches or whether it's the first moment cards, which were just announced coming out into Inception, uh, which will be coming out in the upcoming months. Those those are going to be cool. Those are going to be you know pieces of of the base yeah. that that the rookies yeah. reached on their first MLB hit. If they got a single, then it's a piece of first base in cards in Inception. All of these things they they create a cool chase element that build buzz around new set releases. I think LeBron's autos will definitely be used yeah. in that manner in the future. I think it's a good thing for the card market overall. I'm excited for nice. it. I'm also excited for Pristine Auction. They're, they got a lot of vintage cards yeah. up for sale right now in their auctions. In fact, they have a 1959 Roberto Clemente PSA 7. That is an early career Clemente card in really high condition. Clemente, of course, a legend, a legend who, whose life was taken way too early. An incredible story about Clemente, and that would be an incredible card for your collection. What do you have your eye on, Doug? So I heard you guys talking about vintage and I got a little jealous. I've never owned a vintage baseball card before, so I decided to take a look. There's a 1949 Bowman Roy Campanella rookie. It's in an SGC7, it's a really nice copy. And I'm hesitant to say it, but the price is really good on it right now. So I know that's probably gonna attract some competition if I'm actually gonna go and try to acquire this card, but it's nice. Yeah. Good stuff. How about you, Teapot? Got a 1948 Stan Musial, uh, one of the greatest hitters of all time, honestly. It's a PSA 6. It is a miscut, but the registration on it is really nice. The image, the back of the card, the text is completely clear, which you don't always get on those types of cards. So that's the one that I've got my eye on is 1948 Bowman Rookie.
Guys, go check out these cards plus thousands more all up for auction right now on pristineauction.com. And if you use registration code SCI, promo code SCI, when you register, you get $10 free in your account towards your first purchase. All right, Teapot, this last weekend on the Market Movers YouTube channel, you did a day-to-die video. It's attracted a lot of attention. I've seen a lot of people, you know, have been commenting on this video, got a lot of views, and, and it, for good reason why. You were sharing some advice from your own experience with selling sports cards yeah. and mistakes that can be made, mistakes that we have all made when it comes to selling cards. Talk us through what some of those points you made were, and then Doug and I are gonna add some of our own advice and experiences to it. Yeah, I mean, it's all about like kind of the when, the how, the where, the who, all of those typical questions, and there's potential traps all along the way. So, you know, everything from, you know, which marketplace makes the most sense, which listing format, uh, you know, how are you gonna sell the card timing? And that's the big one is timing. Yeah. How do you time the market? And you don't have to be the one who sells at the highest high point, but you wanna catch it on either side of that curve. And you don't have to be the one that buys at the lowest low point, but there's tools like using price alerts and market movers. Um, there's a lot of ways to go about that. And that's, that's really the gist of it. And you know, education, right? That's a big part of what we're trying to do. It's something that I try to incorporate regularly into my day to dive videos. And it's something that you know we're, we're uh, really excited about doing with the Dummies book that we're writing too. So this, that's kind of what inspired it. I was thinking about the book as we're working on it, and I was like, you know what, this would make a really good episode. Yeah, well, it did make a good episode indeed. So some of those specific things you said, you just mentioned some of them. Um, what, what stood out to you, Doug, or is there any other lessons that you've learned about selling that you, yeah. you can impart your wisdom onto the audience? One thing from personal experience that I would say is don't dwell on selling mistakes. Mm -hmm. I can go back and look at how early I sold some really monster Erling Holland rookies and what they would have become if I held for another year. Yeah. And I can beat myself up over that. But you can't time the market perfectly. That's impossible. You can use tools to do your best. But, you know, take the information, learn from it. But I can't sit here and, and just dwell on tens of thousands of dollars that I've lost. You know, you have to, in your mind, come up with a dollar amount or a margin that you're comfortable with when you make that sell. And if the card keeps going up after you sell it, then that's good for the person who bought it, feel happy for them, but you need to be comfortable with your decision when you make it and just not dwell on those kinds of things because it'll cause you to make mistakes in the future. Now you're, you might tend to hold on to cards too long thinking it's not there yet, it's not there yet, and then something happens, the bottom falls out, and you know, you're in a bad spot. So don't let past mistakes, don't dwell on them and let them affect your future decisions. Yeah, that's good advice. Have a short memory, you definitely need that. That's, a, that's good advice. Um, I wanna talk a little more, you talked about you know, kind of market timing. I wanna talk a little more about hype. Yeah. You know, so much of the sports card market, particularly with players that are playing today, ultra modern cards, so much of the market is driven by hype. You see, you know, uh, excitement happen because a player is in the headlines, a player has a great string of games, a player does flashy things, or a player is part of trade rumors, or a player, you know, gets a big free agent signing or a big contract, whatever it may be, there's this hype cycle that occurs with that player's name being propelled to the top of headlines. And the moment that starts to happen, their card prices almost always start to shoot up. And then once the hype dies down because they have a bad game or two or their name fades from the headlines, the prices almost always fall. So if you see the hype cycle happening and you have that player's cards and they're not cards that you want to hold forever for your personal collection, 
when the hype cycle starts to happen, that's always a very smart time to sell. So there you go. That's a little bit of advice. I've also got some more advice. And my more advice is that you have to check out this incredible new product from Stand Up Displays. I'm proud to say that Stand Up Displays got official Major League Baseball licensing. So they now on their website, standupdisplays.co, they now have these team stands. And look, Doug's got World Series champion. Who called it? Texas Rangers. Doug Who called did, it? Doug did say the Texas Rangers yeah, were going to win. They got the official, yeah, the official MLB logo. logo. This nice. is officially licensed stuff. These card stands are super cool. You also have the runner-up to the World Series, the Arizona Diamondbacks. But every single team now available on standupdisplays.co. These are the ultimate way to display your baseball cards. Check them out at standupdisplays.co. Okay. Couple of questions for you guys suggested by our viewers after the last YouTube show that we did. One was buy, sell, hold on this year's 2023 NFL rookie quarterbacks. We've seen some incredible performances this year. CJ Stroud, obviously, this last weekend went absolutely berserk, setting, you know, setting records um, for a rookie quarterback. And then we've seen glimmers of hope from guys like Anthony Richardson. We'll, we'll even surprise some people there with a couple of games. Bryce Young, maybe not as good, you know, has had a couple of moments, but struggled a little bit. But with where all of these players are right now, would you buy, would you sell, or would you hold? Doug, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah, so we'll start with the obvious one, C.J. Stroud. He's either a buy or a hold, depending on whether you have those cards already. He looks every part of the real deal. I missed his amazing game. I was at the Falcons game watching not great quarterback performances and missed C.J. Stroud. But we'll, So we'll, we'll push that one to the side. Uh, Bryce Young, I think Bryce Young is a buy. I think Bryce Young has been the number one player at his position at every level of football he's played, number one draft pick. He's won championships at every level of football he's played. He's just on a terrible team, and it does sometimes take rookies some time to get acclimated to NFL. Um, but I believe in Bryce Young, and so I would be a buy on him. Anthony Richardson, I would be a sell on Anthony Richardson um, for the same kind of history. He's had injuries every level of his career. Shoulder injuries in high school, in college, and now again in the NFL. The same type of shoulder injuries, AC joint stuff. Uh, and he's not a particularly great passer, not accurate. He is the lowest uh, percentage, uh, co completion percentage in the NFL for passes thrown beyond 15 yards. So he's good on the short stuff, um, not good at protecting his body when he runs. And Will Levis, one great game, one very mediocre game. Will is playing behind a offensive line made of cardboard cutouts, so I'm very worried about Will. I might not buy him just because of that. Um, I think, you know, with the offensive line like that, I don't know that you can predict him having good performances going forward. But, you know, Will's my guy, so forget what everything I just said by Will Levis. For, for one time, for the first time ever on the show, you trashing a Florida guy, Anthony Richardson, and, and – Somewhat, somewhat pumping up a Kentucky guy in Will Levis. I actually agree with you. <laughs> I actually agree with it you. It is the apocalypse. I, I have been saying, like, Anthony Richardson, completion percentage not great, very injury prone. We saw it all throughout his college career at the University of Florida. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see that play out for the Colts as well, even though he's exciting. You agree, disagree? Tell me what you agree, disagree. I'm, I'm going to apologize right now because I'm going to say nice things about C.J. Stroud. And yeah. a few weeks ago, I pounded my fist and got to the defense of Brock Purdy. And literally since then, he has been one I of the worst all, quarterbacks. I submitted all my Brock NFL. Purdies to PSA because of you. And uh, now yeah. they're just sitting I'll there losing value. Back. C.J. Stroud looks legit in every possible way. He's, making, he's dropping dimes deep. He's making all the right reads. I am completely shocked. Bryce Young looks rough. Levis, just need to see more. Richardson, I completely agree with what you guys said. I'm not a buy on any of those guys. I'm a buy still on Peyton Manning, on Drew Brees, on Patrick Mahomes, who's mostly flat over the last yeah. year. 
And the rest, I would say, buy at your own risk because a lot of these quarterbacks aren't panning out. And even the ones who are have been going down, down, down. So just be careful. Way to take a risk that's, that's there. Way, yeah, way <laughs> too logical advice there, <laughs> Teapot, for this show. Um, I'd have to, so I generally agree, you know, with, with what Doug said and you good advice there as well. The one thing I will say is if you have cards of these guys now, for the most part, they're probably all a sell because if you're talking long-term, the cards you want are cards like Prism and, you know, some higher end stuff like National Treasures or Flawless or sets that are going to resonate more over time, even Optic, even Select. And we don't, we don't have those yet for these guys Fair so point. you know so that's that's also you know you got something you got to be careful and think about let's go on to talk about zion zion mania is is back a little bit there's a little bit of zion mania right now probably no player in the sports card market has been talked about more than zion going back to 2019 and here we are talking about zion again because one of you suggested in the youtube comments about this as a topic and for good reason he started the season pretty well 22 points per game. He's got shooting 51% from the floor. We're seeing in market movers sales volume on his cards increasing. More people buying his cards, more interest. Prices haven't really responded yet. Prices are still relatively flat, but prices may start to rise soon. What do you think? What do you think, Teapot? I'll start with you. What do you think about Zion right now? The season is still very early, uh, but his effective field goal percentage is actually down 10%. So one of the one of the most interesting things for me about Zion was He's out there scoring in volume, in buckets, and with great efficiency at like the level we haven't really seen since Shaq. And now Jokic even scores at that efficiency rate, but it is rare. Uh, he does okay passing the ball. Uh, you know, he's kind of got that complete complete game. Um, what we, you know, have seen is that um, he's really fun to watch. He's obviously got a lot of hype. I'm rooting for him. I like watching him. I think I'm rooting for him for basketball fans. I'm rooting for him for the hobby, but... I, I worry that some of the luster may have worn off. Some, some of what people were excited about, it's Wemby time, baby. Like, Zion is old news, like literally four years old news. And if he doesn't come in and come back to his form of what we've seen in flashes, and then some, and then take another step forward, and if uh, the Pelicans aren't winning and winning and winning, I don't know. I don't think there's going to be much to move the needle on him right now. It may take a lot to convince collectors to get behind Zion again in a big way, just with how burned, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people, including myself. Including Still injury myself, risk. I got some nice big Zion cards. I've been burned on Zion. Plenty of people who have been watching the video have been burned on Zion. I don't know. What, what should, we, should, we, should we be optimistic about the future, or is this just another, you know, up and down cycle? Do whatever you want. Uh, I, have no, I want no part of Zion, personally. If it's not injuries, it's some off-the-court drama. Um, you know, no thanks. There's plenty of safer investments for my cash with ultra-modern players than Zion. Um, I was just looking when we brought up this topic at just Prism-based PSA 10s, and while he's pretty flatlined, his sales volume is really high, you go look at guys, like, for equal value, you can get Anthony Edwards for the same price. You can get Zion. Give me Anthony Edwards all day over Zion. If you want to spend a less, little bit less money, you can get guys cheaper. You can get Shea cheaper. You can get Cade Cunningham cheaper. You can get Tyrese Halliburton cheaper. Give me all of those guys before I take Zion again. Yeah. That's just mm. my thought on it. You sound like a data guy. This is great. <laughs> get him on Market Movers. 
I, I mean, Anthony, a break. the Anthony Edwards comparison is an interesting one. I mean, he hasn't had the same degree of hype as Zion, but he's because he's, he's had 38 he's, points. He's stuck on the Timberwolves the other night. But watch out for the Timberwolves. They're actually yeah. not bad right now. And Anthony Edwards is driving. He had a that great team. summer in yeah. the FIBA, you know, World World Cup, and yeah, I, I think I think I kind of agree. I might I might go Anthony Edwards over Zion at this point in time. So, anyway. All right, guys, I got two things I want you guys to do right now. First of all, go to pristineauction.com. Use registration code SCI to check out those awesome vintage cards and so much more. And then go to standupdisplays.co. Get yourself these awesome stands for the MLB teams. Hit subscribe and like, and we'll see you next episode. Take care.